Hi, Calling family. This is Pastor Michael, and welcome to our church podcast. I'm so grateful for you tuning in today, and I believe today's message is going to strengthen your faith in Jesus. So this morning, I want to talk about the subject of water baptism. Say water baptism. Like my wife said, I don't know about you, but it feel, I, I, I don't have a pool, but I sure wish I did right now, all right? <laughs> uh, uh, water baptism. I want to speak to you to the, uh, uh, concerning the subject of water baptism. The title of my message is, Why is bapti- Water Baptism Important? Let me say that again. Why is water baptism important? Put that on the chat right now. Why is water baptism important? Interesting enough, a lot of Christians don't realize or understand or have good teaching or have been taught about the significance of water baptism. A lot, a lot, a, a, I think sometimes Pentecostals, maybe AOG or Foursquare, we put an emphasis on being baptized with the Holy Spirit, which is true and which is biblical. But also, but what came before the baptism of the Holy Spirit came baptism through John the Baptist, water baptism. And I'd like to teach you today about the significance of water baptism baptism, all right? Because a lot of us don't understand it. A lot of us don't have good teaching on it. And I do think that the church should teach this much, much more, all right? So I want to teach you about the significance of water baptism. And if you haven't been baptized, here's the kicker. Here's the question. Why not? You'd be surprised that a lot of Christians do believe in Christ or have faith but have not been baptized. Now watch this. You don't need to be water baptized to be saved, See that? You need to have faith in Christ Jesus to be saved. Faith. Say faith. You need to have faith in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. He's the one and only begotten of the Father, all right? Came to us full of grace and truth. We have salvation through faith. But watch this. The next step after your salvation is... Baptism, all right, is water. Ba- I like how I did that. I felt like a like a sound music teacher. Like, what would you call them? I don't know. The, those guys. Do they actually? My wife actually took a. Um, what do you call those guys? <laughs> Jeremy, where are you? A conductor. Yes, I'm totally not musical. Can you tell? My wife actually took a conducting class before, and I'm like, come on, can you tell me? Do they really? Does that mean anything? I don't know. Anyway, all right. Water baptism. A lot of people, we, we need to learn about this and the significance of it. Why is water baptism important? What does water baptism mean? Does water baptism count if I was baptized as a child? What does the Bible have to say about baptism? Do I have to be baptized to be saved? Quick answer, no. Do I have to be baptized to be a Christian? All right. Will the water begin to boil if pastor dunks me in the water? All right. If pastor thinks I'm pretty sinful and I've been really living a wayward life, Will he hold me down till I bubble, okay? Yes. No, I'm just kidding, all right? Water baptism. So today I want to teach you about that. Here's what Acts chapter 22 verse 16 says. Watch this. I love what Peter says in the Bible. Look, we have it on the screen. Uh, It says this. What are you waiting for? (laughs) Get up and be baptized. Watch this. Have your sins washed away. By calling on the name of the, I mean, what an amazing thing. Just think about it. 
that God would wash away everything you've ever done in your life, everything you've ever thought, everything you ever said about that coworker that you don't like him on somebody, everything you said about maybe a family member, everything that uh, he would for, he would forgive all of your sins. First, by your faith in who Jesus is, and second, by the ceremonial cleaning, so to speak, of baptism. So I want to talk about that significance today. And honestly, if you've been at, a calling, at the Calling Church for some time, maybe it's been two years, a year, six months, I want to ask you a question. What are you waiting for? A lot of times, after pastoring for over a decade, a lot of people say, Pastor, or they think this, I'm just going to mess up again. I'm just going to think a bad thought, or I'm just going to do something I don't want to do, and I don't want to nullify the baptism that God, I, I, I received in Christ. But watch this. I have a lot of teaching on this today. You will make mistakes. You will make mistakes in your life after you get saved. Ask my wife. She knows. She has a written record in her drawer. She pulls it out. She reminds uh, No, I'm just kidding. All right? But women don't forget. Oh, come on. How many women don't forget? They would, you know. The other day, my wife got mad at me, or I'll just, she got mad at me. I better be careful because my in-laws are right there, all right? And uh, um, I just told her, uh, no, I was mad at my wife, okay? I was upset with her because she, she did something I thought annoyed me. And I just said, and I just realized about 10 minutes later, I was so over it, I forgot about it. I'm like, isn't that awesome about us men, Kareem? Like, we just, we just move on, you know what I mean? My wife will not move on, all right, ladies? We, uh, we'll pray for you, all right? Marriages, all right? I forgot where I was going because I just went on, off on a rabbit trail right now, all right? Oh, you will make mistakes in your life. You're not perfect. This church, I always say, is a church for those in progress who are trying to make an effort to, go, uh, to, to be like Christ. You will make mistakes. You, you will say things. You will think things, all right? But God knows that he's, he's, he's accounted for all the mistakes that you will make so that you can be a better person, all right? You don't want to stay the same. Come on, somebody. There's nothing like, like being stuck in this life. God wants you to grow and be, uh, uh, grow up into your destiny and be who God called you to be. Now watch this. In order for God, for you to become, say become, in order for you to become who God called you to be and in order for you to step into the things of God and the destiny and to cross, it, cross the finish line, watch this. You need a new identity. You can't be the old you in order to be who God called you to be. Come on, you see that? It requires water baptism, requires salvation and water baptism. So watch this, water is essential to all life. Perhaps it can be said without water, there can be no life. 75% of water is covered, uh, 75% of the world is covered in water. Humanity can go three days, I even heard about a week sometimes, which I think is crazy, a week without water. Water regulates what the world's temperature is. About 60% of the human body consists of water. Do you know how, I've seen, um, seen this show on his, the History Channel, God, God only knows how much of it is real history, by the way, but I've I seen um, a, a show how, uh, how states got their shape. States in the United States, do you know how states get their shape? California, how rigid it is. Texas, do you know how states, it's because of water, because of the rivers in America. They get their shapes because of water, all right? So water is essential, all right, for, for us biologically, but watch this. It is also 
uh, important for us spiritually. A few years ago, I had the awesome opportunity. Uh, there's a woman in this church who actually works at JPL, and she said, hey, Pastor Mike, Pastor Kareem, we're about to send uh, uh, this uh, new mission called the Perseverance. We're about to send the rover to, to Mars, and as we, we actually got a briefing of why they're sending Perseverance or why they did send Perseverance. They sent it back in 2020 before the pandemic. They, they said, we believe that there's actually water on Mars. They actually showed us on a big screen like this of ridges of mountains. And they think that water has, uh, was there because it, it, of the edges of these cliffs and of these mountains, so to speak. So that's why, that's one of the reasons I believe they sent uh, the perseverance over there, over there. So water is essential to human life. Water baptism is essential to the Christian life. And I want to teach you about this today. So watch this. If you were baptized as a child, you say, Pastor Mike, I was baptized as a child. I was baptized as a Roman Catholic or I was baptized as a Presbyterian or a Lutheran or an Anglican. Now watch this. I was actually baptized um, uh, as a Roman Catholic, all right, not too far from here at the Church of Nativity, which is an awesome church, at, at the age of five, along with my sister, we were both baptized. But how many of you know we're a church that believes in the Bible? I'm not here to get into a spiritual debate or a theological debate, but when it comes to our faith and practice, this matters right here, all right? More, this is above tradition. Can I say it like that? This is above traditions of men. So what the Bible does not say, it has no, it doesn't say anything in the Bible, not one word, not one iota about children being baptized. Why is that? Jesus Christ was baptized when he was a grown man. He was baptized at 30 years old. How many know that? He was baptized at 30 years old, all right? And when I was baptized as a child, guess what? That wasn't my decision. That was my mom's decision because she knew I was going to be a, a, a spoiled little brat sometimes. No, I don't know, all right? She was like, you know, get him. Uh, there's just no theological substance found in the Bible for children baptism. Not only that, but a sprinkle, sprinkle on the head. You know, bapti baptism means in the Greek, uh, which is the original language in the Bible, it means to be immersed, say immersed. It means to be submerged. How many of you have gone to a, a, a grave site when someone passed away? Did you ever see the worker just sprinkle some dirt on them and said, we're done, everybody? Absolutely not. That's unsanitary. That's wrong. What do they do? They fully submerge them under the ground. It represents, so to speak, uh, uh, so baptism in the water represents burial, death and burial, all right? And I'm going to teach more about that. So I just want to go, uh, share that with you. If you've been baptized as a child, that's awesome. But let me say, that was your parents' decision. What about you today? What about you today? If you, if you have the ability, or I would say around here we baptize around 7 to 10 years old. We just want someone to understand, fully understand what they're getting into and what, they, uh, what, what it means to follow Jesus. Some of us here today, you've been baptized as a child. You say, I'm good. No, but that was your parents' decision. But what about you? Who is Jesus Christ to you? Come on, somebody. If you're sitting on these seats and you're watching online, Jesus has some significance to you. You know, Jesus gives two commands to the disciples in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20. He says, now go therefore into all of the worlds, baptizing them, uh, baptizing them. or he actually says, go all the world or all the nations. And let me just stop, side note, real quick, because I know race is a big thing. He says, go into all the world or all the nations, baptize. You know the word for nations? In Greek, it means ethnos. 
What do you think the word, that word comes from, in, or what that translates to in English? Ethnicity. That's why it's wrong. That's why racism or classism is absolutely unbiblical and wrong. Because Jesus himself says, go into all the nation and baptize them. Amen. Come on, somebody. That's why I love my church because we are diverse and we want it. This, this is the first year we're celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month. Can you believe that? First time, all right? So we, we believe in that. I, I can talk more about that later because I know that's a big topic in the world. And let me just say this. The world is always trying to divide you by your race. But God is always trying to unify you, not just by your, but what you have in common, salvation. We all have the same blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. All right? Don't matter. So stop letting the world and stop letting cable news TV distract you and divide you. Come on, somebody. The talking heads. All right? Because we will see each other in heaven. Amen? So he says, go into all of the world and baptize uh, them. Uh, and uh, teaching them everything I have commanded them to obey. He gives them, he, he gives them two commands uh, uh, in, in the Bible. One of them is baptism, and the other one is actually communion. Jesus commands that. So if you've been a Christian or you're not a Christian, watch this, or if you've been a Christian for some time, maybe six months, a year, or whatever it is, Jesus actually, and you believe in him, and you trust him, and you follow him, and you're regenerated, or you're saved. Now the next step for you is salvation. What we call that around here is next steps. We believe that following Jesus requires steps. It's not just Easter and Christmas, it's steps. So here's a question for you. What is your next step? Maybe it's taking up a Bible and reading it. Maybe it's praying more. Maybe it's coming to church more. Maybe it's worshiping with us more. Maybe your next step is to follow the command of Jesus and actually be water baptized. Let me tell you, it'll be the, one of the best days of your life. It is the death of your old you and the birthday of the new you. Come on, somebody. Say amen. All right. So watch this. My first point is this about water baptism. Why, why is it important? Well, Jesus himself was baptized. The leader of the Christian faith himself was baptized. So if the leader and if he's the leader and we're the follower and we're called to be like Christ, that obviously means common sense that we need to do what he did, right? It says this in Matthew chapter 3, verse 12. Then Jesus came from Galilee to, to the Jordan. By the way, that is 60 miles. Jesus walked 60 miles in chanclas. And come on, somebody, all right? Waraches. All right, then Jesus came from, yeah, I did that, anyway. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John, his cousin, his primo. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now to fulfill all righteousness. This is so good. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, fully immersed. He wasn't sprinkle, sprinkle. He was fully dipped in, all right? As soon as Jesus was immersed, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a, a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven, I can't tell you that this is going to happen at your baptism, but it happened at Jesus, all right? I, I mean, if that happened, I mean, like, whoa, all right? Never seen that, all right? This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Isn't that amazing? Jesus' baptism was the marker, say marker, was the marker of his ministry. It was the beginning of something new. 
Maybe today it's time to step away from the old you. And maybe you did, maybe you are saved and maybe you've gotten away from the faith and maybe you, you, you've gotten through a rut in your life and you made some decisions, you're hanging around the wrong people. But maybe this is a time to be rebaptized and it's totally biblical and fine to be rebaptized, all right? And maybe it needs to be a marker of something new. Maybe you're on drugs today. Maybe you're, you're, you're stuck on, in a sin today and you can't get out of the proclivity and, and maybe they're just proclivity propensities in your life right now maybe that this baptism can be the marker of something new in your life and fresh in your life and it's time to step away from the old come on somebody now why is this why is it so powerful that jesus was baptized let's just think about this jesus was baptized i mean like what you, this is so significant because watch this he was perfect he was absolutely sinless only sinful people need to be baptized, isn't that right? So why would Jesus be baptized? The way that Jesus began his ministry and ended his ministry was in the same fashion. It was identifying with sinners. Now this is why it's powerful. I want to give you an illustration. I want you to imagine for a second, there is John the Baptist baptizing in the Jordan. And, and, and there's these registration tables from A to B, from B to C. C, ooh, junior high school, C to D, and, and, and people, people needed to go to those tables to sign up, and they got a name badge, all right, and, and, and to be baptized. So imagine Carolina comes, and she, registers, she goes to the table, and she registers for baptism. By the way, we don't do this. This is an illustration. She goes, and she, her name, they ask, what is your name? My name is Carolina. Okay, Carolina, what sin have you committed? Why? Well, I'm a thief. Okay, Carolina, here's your name, badge. Now go and enter the waters of baptism. Now another man comes up. His name is Matthew. And, and Matthew, okay, what is your sin, Matthew? Uh, you know, I'm an adulterer. Okay, Matthew, we're so happy that you're here. Here's your name badge. Prepare for water baptism. All right? Imagine another uh, person that comes up to, wants to be baptized. Her name is Reese. Okay, Reese, what have you done? Well, I'm, I, I lie all the time. Okay, Reese, we're so happy now, all of a sudden, as people are preparing to be baptized, imagine this, at the waters of the Jordan River, all of a sudden, Jesus, who just walked 60 miles in his chanclas, all right, comes up, and he comes up to the registration, and they say, okay, who, sir, who are you? And they, he says, I'm Jesus. And they say, okay, Jesus, great, what is your sin? He says, I have not sinned. And the guy's like, what? <laughs> Everybody sinned. What do you mean you've not sinned? And instead of... Uh, uh, telling him his sins because he had no sin. Imagine him just going down to the river and going to Carolina and taking that name badge off of her. Thief. Puts it on himself. Imagine him going to Reese, an adulterer. Takes his badge and puts it on himself. Imagine him going to Matthew, the person who lies all the time. Takes his badge and puts it on him. And he enters the waters of the Jordan River. And he says, John, baptize me to fulfill all righteousness. But John's like, you've never done anything. This is not right. I should be baptized by you. But he says, let it be so now to fulfill all righteousness. Why is Jesus being baptized, people? Oh, this is good. This is, this is so good. This is why I believe in Jesus. This is, why Jesus. this is why I love Jesus. Because he identifies with you. He identifies with you. He wants to help you. He would bear the sins of the world. The same way he began his ministry would be the same way he ended, ended his ministry. How did he end his ministry? On a big old cross. 
dying with the weight of the sin of the world on his shoulders. Doesn't that move you? Like, I, I, it makes me feel like, Jesus, get down from there. I don't deserve it. You're too good. But G Jesus, I imagine telling you, Michael, I love you so much. I care for you, and I know who you really are, and I, I, I know your destiny. This is right for me to do this so that we can have right relationship for all of eternity. Come on, somebody. Ain't that good news today? That's why the God, that's why you give God a clap. That's just a go so good news. He identifies with sinners. And he's never sinned in his whole life. Man, that encourages me. That makes me so passionate for Jesus. That makes me passionate as a pastor. Because people, you'd be so surprised. I believe that this room can be filled up with people who God identifies with. But if all people see around us is just dead dogma and religion, they're never going to want to come taste and see the goodness and mercies of God. Come on, somebody. That's why our God is so good, and I believe God has called us. So number one, he identifies. Jesus himself was baptized. That's why we should get baptized. And he identifies with us. If he identifies with us in our sin, how much more should we identify with him in his death, burial, and resurrection? Come on, someone out, someone out there. I think it's good teaching today. Point number two is this. Baptism represents death to sin. Say death to sin. Death to sin and our old life. Our old life. Colossians chapter 3 verse 12 says this in the message. Going under the water was a burial, burial of your old life. I have to just share with you the Michael that you see today. is not the Michael that existed 15 years ago. The Michael that was alive or so to speak dead in his sin 15 years ago. Was a broken person. Lost self-serving, self-satisfying, trying to always please self and the flesh, going wherever I thought was best, being the master of my own life and constantly wrecking my own life, dealing with failure, dealing with abandonment. But one day I met the Lord Jesus Christ who set me free. And the man you see today is a new person because I died 15 years ago when I got water baptized. Come on, somebody. The life I live in the body, I live to the Son of God who lives in me. I love what Galatians 2.20 says. The life I live in the body, I live to the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. So in other words, the life you see in me is not just Michael. The life that you see in me is Jesus. Isn't that good? You have to convince my wife now about that. No, I'm just kidding. The life you see in me is Jesus. And I'm so grateful that I made that decision because watch this, I met the, my, the woman of my dreams making, finding Jesus and following Jesus. I found my destiny and my purpose and God's plan for my life when I met Jesus. All right. I met my kids because he gave them to me. I met my in-laws who I love and my brother-in-law who I love. I met you because I decided to follow Jesus. Yes, you. Sometimes you trust me. No, I'm just kidding. All right. I met you. What a joy. And what a gift. Come on, someone. Someone say amen. Romans chapter 6 verse 2 says this. We are those who have died to sin. You and I, if we've been baptized we are, we are, and, and saved, we are those who have been dead to sin. How can we live in it any longer? All right? Or do you not know all of us were baptized into Christ Jesus? We're baptized into his death. We are therefore buried with him through baptism into this death. All right? I love this 
illustration. And by the way, if you, if you get a moment, your homework assignment, pastor's homework assignment for you today is to read Romans chapter 5 or 6, 6, 7, and 8. Because this is what precisely what Paul the Apostle is talking about. He's talking about the new person. He's talking about being done with, away with the old person, all right? And, and, he, and he leads right beautifully into Romans chapter 8 where he says, verse 1, Now if you're in Christ, now there is no more condemnation for those of us who are in Christ. Why? Because we've been covered by the Lamb, and no, sin is no longer our master. God is our master. Come on, someone. Someone say, to better illustrate this, I just want you, because you say, Pastor Michael, if I get baptized, I'm going to struggle. And I, I, we, Watch this. I might make a mistake. You will make a mistake. You will struggle. That's like, that's, as long as you wear human skin in your life, you will have temptation. But you can overcome it because God will provide a way out. Come on, somebody. Because sin is no longer your master. To illustrate this, I want to give you an idea. Think about this person who grown up from a child to adulthood uh, in Antarctica. Anyone been there? One person, I'm just kidding. All right, uh, Antarctica, all right. All of a sudden, his wife says, we're moving to Los Angeles, California. Let's go, all right. But now, imagine this man who grew up and lived in Antarctica his whole life. He now lives in Los Angeles, and he's living in conditions as if he was in Antarctica, all right? He has his big jacket. He's preparing for sub-zero uh, uh, sub climate, all right? And, he's just, and he just looks silly. Well, the reality is, although he used to live in Antarctica, he no longer is a resident of Antarctica. He is now an Angelino, so therefore he should uh, 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 not wear big jackets. He don't have to uh, uh, live the way he used to. It is the same thing with sin and new life in Christ. You no longer have to, although you may have struggles, Although you may, uh, may make mistakes, you are no longer under the mastery, under the realm, and under the domain of sin any longer. Why? Because Jesus was buried and he died with your sin once and for all forever. Isn't that good news? Forever. Forever and ever and ever. So therefore, say therefore, if Jesus covered my life, I don't got to go back to that old way anymore. Now let me give you an example God bless the insur medical insurance agencies. This week I almost about lost my salvation, all right? My son is almost, he's three months, and he hasn't had his two-month shots yet. And my wife has been going back and forth from Kaiser to Blue Shield and all of this. And, you know, we're, we had an appointment already set at Kaiser. We have our doctor there. My kids were born there. Um, and uh, it was just back and forth and... They were saying to my wife, sorry, he has no coverage. He can't go to that appointment. Now, this was about the fifth time that she had talked to him on the phone. I said, give me that phone. <laughs> and I told him, I let him have it. All right. I said, my son needs his shots. What do you, when you're a parent, come on, someone. can I get an amen? All right. What, you, what are you going to do for my son? Don't tell me policy. What are you going to do for my son? All right. Where's your address? I'm going to go down there. All right. I said, sir, you need to think about your life. I'm a pastor. <laughs> you need to think about your job. Are you happy with the way you're treating people? I literally told him that. And I bet you he thought about it. <laughs> All right. But watch this. He, he, my son had no coverage. It's a headache. How many of you know when you go to medical insurance, your medical insurance, eye, doctor, all that, what does it cover? Let me tell you something. 
Friends, you are covered 100% by the blood of Jesus Christ. 100%. The devil cannot even make an accusation against you. Well, you used to do this. Well, you did this. Or the homie or the friend or the, the, the old person in your life or a relative. Well, I know who you were. Well, sorry, I'm not that person anymore because I'm covered by the lamb. Full coverage. Sorry. Come on, that good? So good. I'm covered. So if I'm covered... I'm no, long, I'm no longer under law. I am under grace. Oh, my goodness. That's so good. It makes me want to rip a tissue and smash a grape. You know what I'm saying? That's so good. This grace that God has given me. Wow. It's new life. It's refreshing. And watch this. You don't deserve it. You didn't earn it. But God so loved you. He took death and the penalty of sin. In your place. Watch this. Here's what I mean by full coverage. Do you know this? That if you die today in your sin, you have no coverage without Jesus. It is righteous and legally right for us to have judgment if we're not covered uh, legally by an atonement. Does that make sense? And watch this. If we know Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, watch this. What happened on Calvary's cross is that the Father judged his son. He judged him. Beating, lashings, whipping, speeding, uh, spit, speeding, spitting on. If you're the son of God, come down from that cross. Thank God Almighty that Jesus did not come down from that cross. Or all humanity would have been distorted and bent and stuck in our sin. But watch this, God judged him in our place. So therefore, my judgment has been paid for by the blood of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Full, fully covered. Isn't that good news today? My third point is this. Baptism represents new life in Christ. So when we dunk you under, that represents the burial that you no longer are the same person. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Away, uh, gone is the old. And as I bring you up, I bring you new life. God brings you new life as I raise you up out of the waters of baptism. It is identifying with the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. All right. So you have new life. Romans chapter 6, 4 through 5 says this. Just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we will certainly, say certainly, we will certainly be united with him in resurrection like this. Romans 6, 4, I love it. It says this, we have been co-resurrected with him so that we could be empowered, say empowered, to walk in the freshness of new life. I love that word, freshness, say freshness. Freshness. In the Greek, the word for newness of life is... Con I'm, my butcher, excuse me, kinotes, it means the quality of being original and of the quality of being restored to original state, all right, to original state. So in other words, when you are raised from, from the waters of baptism, God is going to put, uh, God is, is going to give you, uh, put a new uh, nature in you, so to speak, all right, but you're going to have this newness of life. And, and let me just sidestep here. This is why in Acts chapter 2, the Bible says this, Peter says this, you will also have received the gift, say gift, you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So not only will you have new life, but you're going to have the Holy Spirit living within you, living within your nature and living within your conscience. He's going to say, 
Stop drinking all that much alcohol. He's going to start convicting you. You're going to say, stop going to the clubs. He's going to say, start going to church more. Start building up your life. I have plans. and You're going to hear a voice behind your ears that's going to build you up in the name of Jesus. Come on, someone, because you're not alone. All right? But I love what this word, conointus, means, the quality of being original and the kind not seen before. What this means, I, I, I think about my, 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 uh, my, uh, my uncle. My uncle has a restoration Chevy Impala shop. It's called a Chevy shop. All right? And what he does is he actually takes old 1960 Chevys and he completely restores them to its original state. I'm talking like 60s, y'all. And not only just manufactured parts, he actually finds the original parts and restores them and sells them. All right? It's actually an amazing craft, an amazing skill. Uh, I don't know about you, but sometimes life can be like an old, broke-down, 1960-whatever Impala. Does life feel like that for you sometimes, where it's rusty, where it's dilapidated, where it feels like you can't move and you can't operate? Well, watch this. Why not dip into the water today and let Jesus Christ give you the newness of life back to relationship as he has always desired for you to have? My next point is this. Baptism means that we publicly identify. Say identify. Identify with Jesus and belong to his family. I'm going to have Jeremy come on up here and play something beautiful. It means that we identify with Jesus in baptism. Now let me just say this without getting all political and all that stuff. The world right now, it's just common sense, is going through a crucial identity crisis, isn't it? People are trying to figure out who they are. And your identity is important because it defines who you are. Your identification is what defines you. It signifies what you're like, where you're from, what are your values, how you respond to things, how you behave and conduct yourself. It tells people where you're going and what kind of life you will live. But let me give you some reasons of why you should identify with Christ. Watch this, because he knows who you truly are, not more than the world, more than the homies, uh, and those that are pulling you in the wrong direction. God knows who you truly are. The world does not know who you are. Let me say that again. The wor- uh, God knows who you are. He created you. You're a masterpiece. He said, I'll never do that again. No, I'm just kidding, all right? He, he, he loves you. He made you. The world don't know you. Don't let the world tell you what they think you should be. Come on, someone, you out there? Because the world will not, watch this, another reason you should identify with Christ through baptism. Because the world will not and does not value you the way that Jesus values you. Jesus bought you with his own blood. Isn't that beautiful? Watch this. Because the world is not your home. This place is just a journey. We're just journeying through. This is not your home. Heaven is your home. The kingdom of God is your home. And watch this. You have a family in Christ. You know that when you're baptized, you're part of Christ's family where, where we all look different. We all come from different backgrounds and different places. We belong to a spiritual, heavenly, and eternal family. Watch this. Why should you identify with Christ through baptism? Because you were made in God's image. Because your eternal home is unshakable as opposed to a society and culture that is constantly changing, flawed, broken, and never fully satisfying. Identify with Jesus. Watch this, because he's identified with you, took our judgment, took our sin to give us the newness of life. Change can be painful, someone said, 
but nothing is as painful as staying stuck somewhere where you don't belong. I want to convince someone today, next week we're actually having baptisms. And I'm going to make my clothes. What is your next step following Christ? I want to challenge you. Don't say dormant. You were put here for a purpose and a plan, for God's plan, which is greater than your plan. Why not step, why not step into his purposes today? What's your next step? Maybe you've been saved. Maybe you've been checking out our church for six months, three months, maybe a month. Well, follow Jesus' command, not my command. Follow the Bible. The Bible says this. Jesus says this. He says, get baptized. Identify with him. All right? And watch this. Baptism is public. Say public. It's public identification. I am not, I'm going to tell you right now, I am not ashamed of being a follower of Jesus Christ. I am not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of salvation. Come on, y'all. The, the world can't do for me what Jesus do, has done in me. When the world is constantly changing, chaos, heaven is not doing that. Heaven knows, or God knows exactly who we are when he made us and we were brought into this earth. The first moment we took our breath, all right? I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed today of being fully covered by the blood of Jesus. Step into who God has called you to be today. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's message. Our mission as a church is choosing Jesus, chasing freedom, discovering our gifts, and serving Jesus. I have a question for you. What is your next step with Christ? Take your next step today by visiting thecallingla.com. If today's message touched you, we'd love to partner with you in sharing the hope and the message of Christ. So visit thecallingla.com slash give.